You're listening to the Garden City Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Garden City is doing, you can go to GardenCityNW.com slash give or click on give in the show notes. Let's dive into this week's message together. Happy Father's Day, Garden City. We're so grateful for uh, just those awesome and caring father figures that... um, have really impacted our lives. You know, we live in a world that's really worried about crushing it at work or in our lives, just being super busy, super effective. And in the middle of that, it can be really easy to feel like we, we start losing our humanity in the midst of this striving and achieving and working and crushing things. Sometimes I'll, I'll hear people ask the question, you know, how are you doing? And like the temptation for myself and probably some other folks is to have the the answer, oh man, I'm so busy, uh, or I'm so tired, I'm just so tired. And we start wearing uh, these things as almost like badges in our culture, like the busy badge, I'm so busy. But our friends and our family and our kids don't need us to be more important or more busy. They just need us to be more engaged. And I think certainly our world doesn't need us to be more important, busy, and rushed. It needs more mercy and love. So how do we choose the way of mercy and service in a world that seems like it's too busy for it? In Matthew 20, Jesus says this. Jesus called them over, his disciples, and he said, you know that those who rule the Gentiles show off their authority over them and their high-ranking officials order them around. This is how they kind of handle power. But in verse 26, Jesus says, but that's not the way it will be with you. Whoever wants to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wants to be first among you will be your slave. Just as the human one didn't come to be served, but rather to serve and to give his life to liberate many people. Jesus came to serve and give his life in a way that liberates humanity from ugliness and darkness and brokenness and all the things that pull us away from what we were were born for, what we were designed for. He calls his disciples to be great leaders by being self-giving servant leaders too. That's what we're called to if we follow in the way of Jesus. Now, what does this type of self-giving life for the liberation of others look like? Matthew actually continues with the story to help us understand what it means to serve and how how to look at the world's way of handling power versus the way Jesus wants us to look at power. Now, continuing in chapter 20, verse 29, as Jesus and his disciples were going out of Jericho, a large crowd followed him. When two blind men sitting along the road heard that Jesus was passing by, they shouted, show us mercy, Lord, son of David. Now the crowd scolded them and told them to be quiet. Shush. But they shouted even louder. I love this response. They shout louder and they say, show us mercy, Lord, son of David. They wouldn't stop. Jesus stopped in his tracks and called to them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. Lord, we want to see, they replied. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately they were able to see and they followed him. Now let's consider two contrasts in this story to help us understand this way of 
using power to serve and not to take. Uh, there's a contrast between the blind men and the crowd, and there's a contrast between Jesus and the crowd. Let's look at the first one, the blind men and the crowd. When they say, have mercy on us, when they cry out to Jesus to have mercy, this is an act of faith by the blind men. The request reveals that they believe Jesus has the power to heal them and the mercy and compassion to care to heal them. Now, again, contrast that with the crowd's response. In verse 31, the crowd scolded them and told them to be quiet. The crowd thinks Jesus is too busy, too hurried, too important, too powerful to have time to stop for them, to have time for mercy and compassion. Those are great things, but he's on a mission. He's got to get things done. He's a powerful leader. So from the crowd's perspective, Jesus is a leader on a mission on his way to Jerusalem, and he shouldn't be bothered to care for two blind men, two disabled men. He doesn't have time for them. The crowd sees Jesus as a leader with power, not a merciful servant. Now, Love and mercy is never in a straight line. I think that's why it bothered the crowd. Love and mercy bend like a river to the needs and hurts of our world. Does your life look like a straight line or more like a river, bending but always moving in a direction? Sometimes that can be frustrating. We think that like slowing down for people, if you're a parent, slowing down for your kids to have conversations that they need to have but you don't feel you need to have or for people in our lives that we we might care about, but man, we've got, we're busy. We got important things going on. I got deadlines to meet. It can be so easy to not want to slow down because uh, if you're a straight line, busy type of person who gets caught up in that's really easy, a river, <laughs> meandering like a river feels like you're not going anywhere. You're not getting anything done, but it's important to remember that a river is really powerful and it is moving and it's moving in a direction, but it, it, it has bends and it, it, it takes its time. So are you moving at the speed of love or the speed of, of your busy hustle and worry and importance? Are you moving with the bends of mercy or the straight lines of power and just getting things done? Now, let's look at the second contrast. Let's contrast Jesus and the crowd. Jesus' response shows that he doesn't view power the same way as the crowd. His power and his mission our love and mercy. Now, this big crowd, they view power this way. They view themselves as an exclusive group, a special group, and they're with this powerful leader. And because they're with this powerful leader, that makes maybe them powerful and, ha and are in this privileged position. And, and we need to help Jesus accomplish his mission, so we don't want to let things get in the way. So the, gr the crowd doesn't have time for the unworthy, the down and out. And in this, this case, these, these disabled men. But Jesus shows in contrast that this view of power is the same as the rulers uh, and, the Ro and the Roman culture and the Jewish culture that they had lived in. He, he shows that he sees power differently. The power for Jesus isn't like the Roman power, dog eat dog, might is right, the strong eat the weak, or leave the weak behind mentality. Not so with Jesus. He shows that compassion, mercy, and love are at the heart of his mission. If he walks past those things, he walks past his mission. He slows down to not only heal, 
but also include the unworthy blind men so they can join in with his followers. The crowd sees them as unworthy. Jesus wants to make them worthy and pull them in. In 2 Samuel 5.8, the, the blind and disabled, this is Old Testament, were often excluded from the worshiping community culturally. It, it says the blind and the lame will not enter the temple in 2 Samuel. But Jesus, by healing them, also allows the excluded blind men to join in the worshiping community again. Remember in verse 34, this moment of inclusion, Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately, they were able to see. It doesn't stop stop there. It says, and they followed him. They became part of his crowd, his people, his community. Does your faith create room for the overlooked and the outsider? And does it create room for them to not only be healed, but to be part of the community, to follow Jesus together? How do you say, I love you to the outsider? the overlooked, and those in need within culture and within your life? Do you trust Jesus for both power and mercy together? Jesus shows us in the story of the blind men and this crowd that he came to serve and give his life to liberate many people from sin and sickness and separation and even addiction to power, to being important, to being busy. Jesus liberates us from all that stuff. He liberates people to follow the way of mercy. Remember what Jesus said um, before the story? Whoever wants to be first among you will, will, will be your slave. Just as the human one, Jesus, didn't come to be served, but rather to serve and to give his life to liberate many people. This story demonstrates what Jesus' liberating love and mercy looks like. And may we do the same. Now, maybe you're like the blind men and need Jesus' powerful mercy to help and heal you. So I would encourage you, trust in his power and mercy, just like the blind men did, that that Jesus can heal you and he has the power to and he wants to and cry out for that powerful mercy. But maybe you're listening today and and maybe you're very very capable, fast-moving, get-stuff-done type of person. You might identify a little bit more with the crowd too busy wanting to be around uh, Jesus and get things done, then slow down with Jesus for the mercy of God to flow into the world. Do you ever feel that way? Like, I'm so busy, I I can't take time. If you identify with the crowd in this story, let me say some words of encouragement and maybe some challenge. Sometimes the desire to be around power, to gain power, causes us to try and put Jesus under our own power and control and push the mercy of Jesus past the people who need it. Kind of like have our agenda and try to put our agenda on Christ and on our faith and on our faith communities even. We live in a world so much like the crowd following Jesus, so similar to the Roman world, a world that prizes power, strength, importance, popularity, competence. This world is always rushing, crushing, striving, advancing so that we can really be someone and be happy with ourselves. We get fooled into thinking that our accomplishments prove that we are important, valuable, and worthy of God's love, worthy of anyone's love. We don't want to seem vulnerable or in need like the blind men because we're strong, we're capable. We also live in a world that wants to look merciful and good and just without actually having to slow down and actually do the work of being merciful, good, and just. 
Have you ever seen this? Another way of saying it is in our world, looking good is more important than actually being good. As long as I look good on my social media to my friends, it doesn't, I, I don't have to actually do the work of being good. Now, the challenge that Jesus presents to all of us today, just like that crowd, is that his power is mercy. Mercy in action. Mercy that doesn't look past the broken, the hurt, the vulnerable, the disadvantaged. And mercy moves at this jangy, disjointed pace. And it moves at a pace different than the pace of pure power. It's the pace of mercy. And it's like a river that has bends in it. Jesus' power is mercy and love. And they can't be separated. Don't we want to seem competent? Don't we want to seem busy, though? Like, don't we want to get out our busy badges, our success badges, our crushing it badges, even our justice, compassion, and mercy badges? It, it's, it's so easy to struggle with this internally, externally, to, the struggle to slow down and move with a community of broken and powerless people and with people who have power, like this mixture of powerful and powerless. I think it's difficult to move in a community like that because what would the world think about me? What does being with the powerless, the slower moving, those who have needs that are different than mine, what does that say about me? People might think I'm not crushing it, I'm not successful, I'm not whatever. The blind men in Matthew 20 become a picture of blindness, the crowd. The blind men may be blind physically, but the crowd is revealing that they are blind to mercy. The mercy of Jesus, when we are power hungry, we are mercy blind. May you and I, in our blind moments, our hunger for power, become more hungry for mercy. May we cry out for the mercy of Jesus to open our eyes to the healing power of Jesus' love. You know, when we become mercy blind, I think Jesus still asks us, what do you want me to do for you? And may our answer to Jesus be, Lord, we want to see. Guys, I love you so much. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info at gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.